your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. It is Friday, August 13th, 2021. Your boy Q here. Very excited about today's show as we're closing out the week really strong. Always excited about that. But there's actually going to be a game played in Allegiant Stadium in front of fans coming up tomorrow, 6 p.m. The Seahawks coming to town versus the Raiders. Going to be a lot of fun. Excited just to see the crowd's reaction. I know a lot of folks have already made their way to Las Vegas. They're already here in town. Can't wait to get inside those doors and inside those gates at Allegiant Stadium. So uh, we're going to finish this week off strong. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of good stuff on today's show. And uh, yeah, man, and then we'll be talking about an actual game. Preseason game, yes, but an actual game. So coming up on today's show, segment number three, your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. And then speaking of that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, in segment number two, I got a really good question on game management by John Gruden in 2020 run from Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. It's a really, really good question. And the thing about it is I was going to talk about uh, the buzz that's around the team, the excitement that's around the team. And I've been trying to temper my expectations and my excitement because I don't want it to be, you know, just like a typical, you know, fan every year where it's like, oh, this this year is my year. This year is our team's year. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do the other. I don't want to go there. I want to actually see something, but... I'll tell you, man, being out there at practice, being out there at the training camp, seeing the way that these guys are playing, it just feels different. It feels like there's a different buzz. I know we've had plenty of calls about that as well. And so I was going to talk about that in segment number two, but then I got this great question from Keegan in Vancouver, Washington, and it kind of plays into what I was going to talk about anyway. So I'm going to tie it all together like a shoestring, and uh, I'm going to do that in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, as I always do. So let's go ahead and jump right into it on Thursday. Uh, Marcus Mariota, backup quarterback, he didn't play. John Gruden said afterwards he has a sore leg, and apparently he hurt his leg on uh, one of the last plays from uh, from scrimmage, one of the last practice plays he had on Tuesday because on Wednesday they didn't go out there on the field and participate. So no Marcus Mariota. Uh, when people started reporting that Marcus wasn't there, I remember getting there and saying, yep, no Marcus Mariota. People immediately thought, oh, my God, he's getting traded. He's getting traded. No, he's not. He was, he was in the weight room. We saw him later in the weight room working out with the training staff. Uh, but the thing about that, the disappointing part about that is you might not see Marcus Mariota on Saturday and I was expecting him to get a little bit of burn I wanted to see him as a healthy dude out there with you know the first teamers because you're not going to see Derek Carr I know Derek Carr John Gruden they haven't ruled him out yet but I don't expect to see Carr I don't expect to see any of the uh, Henry Ruggs uh, maybe Brian Edwards maybe you'll see Henry Ruggs for like a, a, a series Josh Jacobs I don't expect to see Kenyon Drake I don't even expect to see I mean I, I think this is going to be bare bones uh, they're going to be Raiders a lot of the guys will be out there because they're Raiders because they have the helmet and the jersey on but not because you know they're the guys that they're going to be leaning on throughout the course of the season so I was expecting to see a little bit of Marcus Mariota but I think what uh, everyone's going to be in store for on Saturday is a lot of Nate Peterman and a lot of uh, uh, what Case Cookus <laughs> so there you go those two guys are going to be in action a lot on Saturday also no 83 Darren Waller was not out there again and uh, I mean again the story remains the same nothing to worry about nothing to worry about nothing to worry about so you ask the question when is it 
time to worry about something. And I had Vic Tafer from The Athletic on my show on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I had him on the show on Thursday, and I asked him that straight-up question, like, hey, when do you think that you should start being concerned about Darren Waller not being out there? And he pretty much gave me the timetable of, you know, next week, like Wednesday or Thursday, when they're uh, scrimmaging and practicing against the Rams out in L.A. If he's not out there by then, then he's going to start really uh, questioning what's going on and start really kind of pushing John Gruden to, to answer, you know, where he is and what's going on with them. Not saying John Gruden's going to do it, but that's when Vic Tafer said he's going to start to be concerned. So uh, let's kind of just roll with Vic and, and wait till about next week. Middle of next week, if there's nothing being said, you know, if nothing, if he's not being seen, then let's start to say, okay, what's really going on? And uh, no Carl Joseph as well. He wasn't out there practicing. He hasn't been out there for a few days. John Gruden said he should be back in a week or so. He's getting better. Now, those are just some of the cliff notes. Those are the ones I didn't think that we needed to play the sound bites from. But I did want to play a few of the sound bites from John Gruden. And I'll tell you, he was not uh, uh, a very happy John Gruden. And it wasn't that he was mad. It just seemed like he was either annoyed. Uh, he didn't want to do the media. So I don't know. He just he just had a different kind of tone to him in, uh, in, in the media session on Thursday. Thursday and I mean it is what it is he doesn't have to be you know Mr. Happy every time every time he, he meets with us but it was just it was funny I could tell early on that he wasn't in the best of moods and you'll hear it in just a few seconds but uh, uh, he was asked about the reps that the offensive line is going to receive on Saturday because obviously everyone wants to see that offensive line everyone wants to know how that new offensive line is going to come together so here's John Gruden on about on the reps how he's going to divide those things up on Saturday well we've had a lot of reps the reps are not the problem um we're going to play the Rams, get a lot of reps down there also. We want to see our right tackle play a little bit. We want to see our new center play a little bit. We've got some young players that are competing for jobs that need to play a lot, so we're going to look at them. A couple of veteran guys won't play. Um, but you'll see our, our first-round draft choice, and you'll see our young center. So there you go right there. Young guys competing for jobs. You'll see Alex Leatherwood, the first-round draft pick, and you'll see Andre James, the new center. So that's that's the offensive line that you'll see. Uh, he's talking about, uh, you know, they got plenty of reps, and then, of course, the reps against the Rams, going up against that Rams defensive line, and, of course, Aaron Donald being the, the key to that Rams defensive line. That's going to be a lot of tests right there for the Raiders' newfound offensive line. So uh, there's John Gruden just talking about how the reps are going to be uh, split up. And then all of a sudden, I decided I was going to jump into the mix and talk about the defense because they didn't practice on the field on Wednesday. Derek Carr was talking about, uh, you know, John Gruden gave him a pass and that he was going to kick the crap out of him. So I asked him, I asked him straight up about, hey, because on, on, on Thursday, the defense, it did look good again. Now, it didn't, it wasn't creating turnovers like it did on Tuesday, but it still looked good. They were flying around. They were making, uh, you know, they were, they were getting some, uh, some coverage sacks, even though you can't sack Derek Carr. They were still, they were getting some coverage sacks. You could see that they were, they were, they were looking like they knew what they were doing. Jonathan Abram came up with a big play. I, I tweeted about it. He had diagnosed this play. It was a trick play, as a matter of fact. He had diagnosed it, and man, it would have been a sack for a major loss. Uh, obviously, again, they're not sacking Derek Carr. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it kind of looked like these guys knew what they were doing. And, and that they were getting more comfortable in this defensive scheme. So I asked him straight up his thoughts on the defense and how they've been ratcheting things up. And then you'll hear my follow-up as well about the offense and the way that they, they, uh, you know, they reacted and they bounced back. I don't know. I had some turnovers the other day, or you could say the offense was just sloppy or whatever you want to say. I expect it to be better. You know, we put a lot into our defense. We made a lot of changes. And I think uh, Ngakwe and Crosby have been leaders. We still have a long way to go. we got a lot to prove. How did the offense uh, bounce back? How did, they, how did they respond today? How did you feel they responded? I thought they did fine. They're doing fine every day. I'm, pre I'm pleased with the offense. we got a long way to go there, too. But um, 
everybody has their day. So there was John Gruden right there in direct response to my question about one, the defense ratcheting things up. And, you know, of course he deflected in, Hey, you know, maybe the offense was just really sloppy. Well, I mean, you could say either way you want. I think it was a combination of both, but I think the defense had a lot to do with it. uh, No doubt about it. And then I had to follow up, ask about the offense, thought he was going to say, you know, they did better. uh, They stepped it up this time, or, you know, they did what I wanted them to. And he's, you know, again, he just kind of had that mood where he wasn't really uh, into being there. Now he kind of loosened up a little bit later on in the media session, but uh, yeah, there's his answer on the defense and of course the offense, uh, how they rebounded and, and what his thoughts were. But you know, not, he didn't give a whole lot. Let's just put it like that. Now, one guy he was pretty complimentary of, and, and actually he had met with the media as well, cornerback uh, Casey Hayward. Of course, he's the veteran. So here's John Gruden talking about Casey Hayward and, and what he means to the team. Well, he's a, he's a polished pro, number one. He's experienced in this system, number two. Got a lot of history with the coaching staff, number three. So he can translate information in his own way in a very unique way. He's a, he's a guy guys have to follow. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a hell of a player. Played great as a nickel corner. Um, played great as an outside corner. Doesn't miss practice. Doesn't make mistakes. So he's been great for our guys. One of the biggest things that I took away from that answer right there was when he was talking about not missing practice, how important that is to him. He, that is so important to head coach John Gruden is being out there, being available for practice. He had made a big deal and talked about it quite a, a bit in 2020 when they said there was too many guys in the in the trainings room. You know, he, he really wants you to be out there and available because that sets the tone for what Gerald McCoy was saying, being a, a professional football player and being just a pro. So uh, that was a big takeaway I had right there on Casey Hayward. Now, uh, the final quote I have from John Gruden, and you can go listen to all the media sessions. It was Damon Arnett, which was pretty funny uh, in his own way. He, he's got a lot to learn, but he was pretty funny and then it was uh, Casey Hayward and of course head coach John Gruden so uh, one of the final questions as a matter of fact the final question asked to him was about Rich Gannon being in attendance him Beth Mowens and Matt Millen are all going to be on the call on Saturday uh, for the TV broadcast of the game so here's John Gruden on Rich Gannon being in attendance. Yeah, Gannon is uh, he's going to broadcast the game and uh, I can't believe he's not doing all the games he's, he's his preparation his uh, work ethic um, I've always marveled at he's a great friend and I've had a lot of great experiences with him. To see my dad and Gannon out there on the same day, my two favorite G-men of all time. So there he is right there again. Uh, loosened up a little bit towards the end. He even joked after uh, after he was leaving and Damon Arnett was going in. He said he was going to sit in the back of the room and, and ask Damon Arnett questions himself. You know, So he, like I said, he loosened up quite a bit uh, towards the end. But uh, at first he was, he was kind of wound up tight. But that's okay. That's how it is sometimes. Nothing wrong with that. And again, as I mentioned before, no practice today. Uh, the next time we'll see the Raiders will be on the field at Allegiant Stadium at 6 p.m. So uh, look forward to that. And of course, we'll be here on the Locked on Raiders podcast talking all about the game what we thought about it what our takeaways were who stood out who didn't stand out and you know hopefully there's no injuries on both sides for both teams uh, on Saturday because you just hate to see preseason injuries so that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast kind of news and notes of the day coming up in segment number two going to talk about the game management and that's from a John Gruden point of view this is a question that comes from Keegan in Vancouver Washington so I'll I'll, I'll let you hear the question and then I'll answer the question and also kind of go into the buzz that's currently around the team but before I get into that though I do want to tell you about Built Bar I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very very long time and they got a lot of great flavors to choose from and matter of fact they got a couple of limited time flavors that are back how about this one how about 
coconut almond, and peanut butter brownie. They are both back. So if you want those two flavors, you can get those flavors right now. Limited time edition. They also have a bunch of other flavors, as they always do, that you could choose from, like coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Matter of fact, coconut almond and peanut butter brownie, they've actually been on here for a quick minute. So there you go. <laughs> I got the email from Built Bar, so I thought I was missing out. But actually, you know what? They've been on here for a minute. So you can get any of those flavors right now. You can get a mix box, and you can get two of them of two of each or you can just you know find whatever your favorite flavor is and choose that one it does not matter the rocky road is currently not available grasshopper cookies currently not available but they'll be back Trust me, they'll be back. Two of the better flavors that Built Bar has, two of the fan favorites that Built Bar has. Either way you go, whatever you decide to get, you go ahead and make sure you use the promo code LOCK15 when you check out. It's going to save you 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to get into a really good question from my guy Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. He hit me up by way of text on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. And he asked a really good question, and it's funny because it kind of goes with what I was going to talk about in segment number two anyway in a, in a roundabout type way. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Let's just jump right into it. Says, what up, Q? It's Keegan from Vancouver, Washington again. Ever since the hiring of Gus Bradley, I've had a huge question that I haven't heard anyone talk about, and I need to know what you think. I think everyone agrees this defense will be better because realistically, it can't get any worse. So how do you think it's going to change how Gruden manages a game? There are plenty of times last year when I thought they should have taken a chance on fourth down, either in the red zone or midfield, but Gruden knew what defense he had. If he goes for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal and they don't convert, chances are the other team comes away with points. Gruden expects this defense to be better, so I expect them to be more aggressive. Let me know what you think. Raiders. That's from Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. And I'm glad you you sent that text message in, my man, because uh, that's one of the things that I, I know for a fact. And, and it's been talked about just a little bit. I think Derek Carr mentioned it in a media session, and a couple other folks have talked about it a little bit. But there was things that John Gruden couldn't call. There were certain plays. There were certain elements of the game that he wasn't comfortable calling. Now, sometimes you just got to roll the dice anyway. Sometimes you just got to roll the dice and just trust that you're going to pick it up and show your team that you're going to pick it up. But he wouldn't do certain elements of the game. He wouldn't throw the ball down the field. He wouldn't call for those quite as much. He wouldn't let Derek Carr or ask Derek Carr to take very many chances because, well, if they turned the ball over, then they were in trouble. He wanted to basically play keep away all the time because he knew that he couldn't trust his defense. Now, with that being said, Gus Bradley is expected to have a very good defense, a much better defense, like you said. And so with that being said, he should have the ability, and I'm not saying he's going to do it all the time, but he should be have the ability to be comfortable with the fourth down call. He should be, have the ability to go for a touchdown. I'll tell you this, if Gus Bradley was the defense and they have the defense that I expect them to have this year, if they had that last year, then he doesn't have Josh Jacobs kneel at the one-yard line pretty much or slide at the one-yard line in that Charger game and kick a field goal. He puts it in for seven or puts it in for six, gets the extra point, that's seven, and then he tells his defense, go stop him from scoring. I, I really, truly believe if Gus Bradley was running the defense and they have the guys that they got right now, that that whole sequence would have never happened. And I know a lot of Raider fans were upset and angry because he didn't put it in the end zone. And I particularly would like him to put it in the end zone too and just say, hey, defense, go, go make it happen. But – we all saw what happened anyway. They weren't able to stop the Chargers. They sure weren't able to stop the Chiefs. And they weren't able to stop the Dolphins either. 
You know what I mean? In the Dolphins game, uh, they really didn't have too much of a uh, of a shot, and they still found a way to uh, you know to to lose those games. So yeah, to answer your question, I think that you do see a much more aggressive John Gruden. I do think you see a guy who's more willing to go for it on fourth down and trust that his team's going to pick it up. And if not, the defense is going to be able to find a way to get off the field. I do think that that's going to happen. And that kind of parlays me into my, my question or my statement that I was going to say about the buzz that is around the team. And I, I talked about it on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Thursday. And I even threw out the question, you know, is this the same, you know, year after year after year, offseason, training camp preseason buzz where you're thinking man this team is about to go take it all the way I feel good about this team these players are going to man the free agents that were brought in the draft picks that are brought in the new coaches that are there yeah this team's going to get it or is this a real deal buzz and I had multiple people call into the show on Thursday and say hey you know what Uh, I feel like it's a little different too I feel like there's a buzz out there but if it's not and I'm falling for a banana in the tailpipe I'm blaming you and Vinny because you guys have made it sound like that it's it's really there's really a good buzz around there and I'll take that I'll take that responsibility and roll with it because as Vinny said I said that to Vinny when we were doing a little crossover before he came on uh, doing in the huddle following unnecessary roughness and he said yeah but Q we call it how we see it we we call it right down the the, the, the line you know we don't try to overhype something and we don't try to undersell something either I mean it's, it's straight down whatever we're saying is what we're saying and so that's where I feel confident in okay then there is there is something going on with this team because again I'm seeing it and I'm feeling like this team has a little something extra going on with them this year. Now, I don't know. I'm not saying that that means that they're going to go win the AFC West. I'm not saying that they're going to go be a top 10 defense. I'm not saying that they're going to make a deep run in the play. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that the feel that I get from being around the, the team and being there at training camp and watching them go out there and execute, and from what I'm seeing from the coaching staff, it makes me feel like, this is a different team. This team has, uh, you know, turned a little bit of a corner. Now, it's up to them to get out there on the field and really turn that corner. And part of turning that corner is going back to what my man Keegan in Vancouver said about John Gruden managing the game differently, taking more chances, being more aggressive on offense, guys like Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs stepping up in a major way. And that's why when I see the chemistry building between Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs, especially with Darren Waller out right now, even though none of us want to see Darren Waller out, I feel like, you know what, this is a great opportunity for all these other guys. Foster Moreau, a guy that a lot of Raider Nation say he didn't get enough burn in 2020. He needs to be a big factor. He's going to be a big-time player in the in the red zone. Yeah, all that could be true, but they got to build that chemistry right now with Carr, and that's what I feel like they're doing in training camp, especially with Waller out. So all these other guys are getting opportunities. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I think he's going to be special. I think he's going to add to the team. Josh Jacobs, of course, I think he's going to go for another 1,000 yards. That'll be 3,000-yard seasons in a row, uh, you know, that he's going to do. And in my opinion, I think he'll do that. There's just a lot to like about this team. And if the offense can 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 perform like it did a year ago, obviously score more touchdowns than, than kick short field goals like they did, then – this defense, all it has to do is step up and, and play a role, get a, create some turnovers, you know, just, uh, you know, shave off a few points per game that they gave up. They gave it 30 points last game, last year. If they can shave off a few points, you know, five, six, seven points a game, boom, you're cooking with grease right there. You're giving your team an opportunity. You know, uh, a lot of people hit me with this stat. They saw it floating around Twitter talking about the Raiders were tied for third in uh, drives that, that scored, resulted in, in points. Yeah, that's true. They were tied for third, but more of those drives that ended in points, they were field goals and not touchdowns. And so that's not what the Raiders need to do. They want they need to continue to to dominate in the red zone or they need to start to dominate in the red zone. They need to figure out how to do that. So 
you know, Derek Carr, uh, Foster Moreau, Brian Edwards, you know, all those guys that can can help be a factor in the red zone. Of course, Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, all those guys need to become factors. And I do believe that they have the opportunity to do it. And I feel like they're building it right now in training camp. Now, if you go around the league, 30 other ones, 31 other teams, well, maybe 30. I don't think the Houston Texans feel like they're doing a whole lot. But for the most part, every other team in the league feels like they're they're building this great chemistry and they're about to make this great bond and they're going to go on a deep run. I mean, everyone feels good about themselves right now while everybody's zero and zero. So, you know, again, I try to be cautiously optimistic. I try to not overhype and oversell something. But, man, I'll tell you, it's just it's hard to not like what I'm seeing right now. Now, the, the, the one area of that is, you know, the defense is going up against the, the, the Raiders. They're not going up against another team. So we'll see them starting on Saturday. And still, you won't get the full meal deal thing because it's, it's not going to be a lot of the starters. So really, you won't know anything until that Monday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, then that's going to be when the, when the bullets are live, when the challenge is really out there. You know, Lamar Jackson, he's going to give it everything he's got. They got a heavy dose of the run game. A guy like Cleve Furl is going to ask, be asked to step up. Uh, you know, unique Ngakwe, Max Crosby, they're going to be asked to get after the quarterback, but uh, stopping the run is going to have to be major because, of course, the, the Ravens are going to come with a heavy dose of the run game. So uh, that's just that's just some of it right there. That's just kind of what I'm looking at uh, right now as, as far as, uh, you know, the, the team and, and the buzz that's around it right now. I do believe there's a real buzz, and I do believe with that buzz comes an aggressive, a more aggressive John Gruden. Now, he's not going to go and get crazy and go all Andy Reid on him and, and, you know, have an offense like that, but for what his offense does, I do believe you'll see more uh, aggressive elements to it. I don't think it's going to be uh, as plain Jane and as you know clock management and, and as keep away as it has been over the past few years when he knew he couldn't trust his defense. So that's all I got for you for uh, for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Just uh, answering the question of game management for John Gruden from my guy Keegan in Vancouver, Washington. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate you hitting me up on the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line. Speaking of that line. Your calls and texts are coming up next, segment number three. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. Of course, baseball is going on in a major way. Did you see the Field of Dreams game yesterday between the Yankees and the White Sox? Wasn't that cool? Man, I'm telling you, I'm a baseball guy, and that was a lot of fun to watch. But uh, football, obviously, preseason was going on Thursday night as well. There's plenty of preseason games going on. That means that the regular season's around the corner. That means college football's around the corner. Of course, UFC, MMA, Summer League's going on in Las Vegas right now, meaning NBA is going to be uh, back before you know it. So uh, before the next pitch, the next home run, the next uh, touchdown pass, interception, or a complete game, make sure you head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Get all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and content contest information get off the sidelines get into the game again head to the website on your mobile device sign up today receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts you're trying to get that 50 percent welcome bonus you got to make sure you use the promo code locked on betonline.ag promo code locked on segment number three it's on the way your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls, your text, straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a text today. Jason in Idaho. He's up first. He says, hey, Q. Jason from Idaho. I'll make this fast. I'm sitting in Vegas waiting for the game Saturday. Took the tour, and it was amazing. If you have any information on events before the game starts, I thought I heard something about Marshawn Lynch doing something. Anyway, any tips would be great. Go Raiders. 
That's from Jason in Idaho. And Jason, thank you so much for the uh, the text, my man. And there's always a lot going on in Vegas. That's what I've learned uh, just in about the month that I've lived here. But uh, according to my guy Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review Journal, he said uh, ahead of the Raiders Seahawks preseason game Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, Marshawn Lynch will be doing a fan Q and A at 3:10 p.m. at the Bud Light Beer Garden tailgate space located in the Luxor parking lot. Uh, he said MGM's main pregame spot. They're going to feature food pop-up stands from Beer House, Diablo's Cantina, International Smoke, and Public House. Other properties can feature pregame activities as well. Uh, he said he hadn't heard anything concrete, though. So that's uh, the latest right there from uh, Mick Akers. But yeah, Marshawn Lynch at the Luxar parking lot at 3.10 p.m at the Bud Light Beer Garden tailgate space. So you can definitely go check him out there. I appreciate you and look forward to uh, hearing your reaction to what you see on Saturday night. Uh, Got a call from Tim G calling out of Virginia. He's calling to talk about Gerald McCoy and how he's feeling after hearing his presser the other day. Here he is, Tim G calling out of Virginia. Q, Raider Nation, this is Tim G from Virginia. Hey, man, just got through listening to your podcast about Gerald McCoy. Listen, man, I normally don't get excited. Um, if you remember, my vision is bad, so I, I use my ears to kind of guide me and lead me. Uh, man, I could not hear nothing but leadership in, in McCoy's voice, man. Um, all summer long, I listened to your podcast, and we talked about who going to be that alpha. Well, <laughs> Raider Nation, I think the alpha dog just landed in our lap, man. Listening to that guy got me so fired up. My my wife is mad with me right now because I'm in here just wide open. But that's just my thoughts. I know normally don't get excited this early, man, but to listening to something like that, you can't do nothing but be happy and wide open, man. Just my thoughts, man. Raider Nation, let's get it. Raider. There he goes, my guy, Tim G. Thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, uh, he opened my eyes. Talking about Gerald McCoy, he opened my eyes as well. You know, he he gave me something to get excited for when I was just sitting there uh, at the media session at the uh, practice facility there in Henderson, and I was kind of checking out his uh, his media session. It was it was incredible, man. And then listening to it, uh, listening back to the whole thing, it just – Really, I mean, the, the way that the guy appreciated the game, the way that he was a coach on the field, and he's trying to be a coach on the field, and uh, I just kind of watch him now at practice. I just look for number 61, who he will be 93 when the season starts, but I look for 61 right now, and, and that's him. That's Gerald McCoy, and, man, he's out there all the time just helping teach these young dudes and, and teach anyone who's willing to listen. And so far, from what I've seen, everyone is willing to listen. So, Tim, thank you so much for that uh, call. I appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Raider Manny in the 818. It says, yo, Q, Raider Manny in the 818. I haven't called in a while, but I was just wondering, since the Raiders are here next week and we have a big fan base out here, and a lot of us wondering if the practice with the Rams next week is open to the public. Maybe you can ask your boy Vinny since he'll be there. Love the show and congrats on achieving your dream. Hashtag respect. Uh, that's from Raider Manny in the 818. And uh, I think at some point, I do think that the the Rams open up the, the practice, the training camp facility uh, at some point. But I'm not 100% sure, especially with COVID and everything has changed. Uh, you really have to check in. I will ask Vinny. He is an L.A. dude. He's L.A. through and through. He's going to be there at practice. I won't be there next week at practice uh, uh, in L.A. Uh, I'm attempting to be at the game, though, next Saturday. So I'm, I think I'm going to be there for the game, but I won't be there for practice because, well, I just can't be away from the job that many days. But uh, I'll find out from Vinny Raider, Manny, and I'll let you know. So I definitely appreciate your text. Next up is a call from Welch Raider out the 916. He's calling to talk about the conversation I had with secondary coach Ron Milas and then has a question about tackling. Here he is, Welch Raider. Hey, Q, this is Welsh Raider. Just call and say, loving the show. 
especially the fact now you're on Las Vegas radio, so close to the Raiders, and we're getting a lot more inside uh, inside stuff, which really does make your podcast all the better, and I'm, I appreciate it. Just a quick call, just to um, mention, you're on the sidelines watching these training sessions, and uh, especially after that um, interview uh, today, or that you played today with uh, defensive back coach, and he mentioned at the end about tackling. I'm not much of a stats guy, so I can't go ahead and reel off numbers, but I remember the last couple of seasons, one of the things about the defense that I was very disappointed about was tackling. And, um, you know, you've got these guys whose arms are as big as my thigh, and yet they they're, uh, seem to be about as effective when it comes to wrapping up the, the man with the ball as a, as a wet noodle. And um, have you seen any real tackling practice going on so that when our defense, you know, has an opportunity to make that hit and not just throw their body at a guy, but actually wrap him up and bring him to the floor. Have you seen them practicing anything like that in the hopes that maybe this season, you know, it's all very well saying we've got great schemes and we've got great players coming in, but are these guys learning how to tackle and tackle well so that when we get to a guy, we bring him down? Because there's too many times when we see a running back and a tight end just pushing through and our defense is bouncing off him like idiots. Anyhow, that's it. Welsh Raider out of Sacramento. Cheers. There he goes. That's my guy, Welsh Raider. And I'll tell you, man, when you're talking about tackling, that's a million-dollar question, right? Will this team be able to tackle? Will they be able to stop somebody in open space? Will they be able to get off the field on third and long, come up and play the sticks, and then come up and make the tackle? Will they be able to do that? That is the million-dollar question. And as much as I've seen it practice and as much as I see that they, they look the part and I, I feel like they are the part, you haven't seen that part. That's the biggest thing right there. That is the million-dollar question. Will they be able to go into a game uh, when, when all the bullets are live and be able to make the tackles that they need to make? That's going to be the, the tall tale tale right there. Will they be able to get it done? We won't know that until we actually see it. So a uh, great question, my man. And, and like I said, man, that, that is absolutely no doubt about it. The million dollar question. Uh, next up, got a text from Big Drew. What up, Q? First off, just want to say this is the best show of all time for Raiders coverage, but we already knew that. Now I want to talk about how I'm not a fan of Arnett. And I do know you like him and think he could be a really good player. And I sure hope you're right but I'm just not a fan of him. You've mentioned players who feel like they've already arrived, and he's definitely one of them. I saw his presser today and was not a fan of his ego, and he almost sounded dumb at times. Wouldn't have a problem with the way he carries himself if he was the actual star, but we all know he's not. I would gladly trade him for a second round today, but not sure we can get that right now. I live and die by the Raiders, so I'll gladly eat these words if I have to, but in the new Gruden era, it's almost safe to say we suck at drafting in the first round if it's not an offensive lineman. Klee, solid player, but was he the right pick? Definitely not. Ruggs, definitely have faith in him, but was he the right pick over CeeDee Lamb? I sure don't think so. Josh is cool, and Abram is still to be determined. I've already said how I feel about Arnett. Also, Gruden did want us to draft Manziel over Max, so yeah, I say we suck when it comes to the first round. Anyway, sorry for the long text. One love, Rare Nation, Big Drew out. You know, when it comes to Arnett, and I was in that media session with Damon Arnett on a Thursday, and he was entertaining, but I understand what you're talking about. He did uh, walk into the room and, and own the room almost like he was uh, a superstar in the league where he's got a lot to prove. I don't even know when he's going to get on the field. He might not be on the field early. He might come in in nickel situations. He might be a guy who's a backup. You know, I, I don't know when he's going to find his way onto the field. So he did kind of come off a little bit like he had already arrived and he was already that dude. And I know he's comfortable in the room. I know he has a good relationship with John Gruden. He has a lot of good relationships with his teammates. But 
Uh, you're right. You're right. He's, he's got to go out there and prove it before he can just uh, go out there and act like he's the man. So I, I totally get what you're you're talking about. We will see uh, what's up with Damon Arnett. So thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from NorCal Raider in the 530. He's calling to talk about the Hall of Fame question I had a few weeks ago, or actually a few days ago. Who's coming up next, or how long will the gap be before they have a quality guy that gets considered for the Hall of Fame? Uh, here he is, NorCal Raider in the 530. Hey, Q. This is NorCal Raider out of the 530. Um you know, I was listening to your, you know, your call about, you know, Hall of Famers and stuff. And, you know, um, that just goes back to drafting. You know, um, we just need to start drafting players, better players, and, and keeping them around long term. You know, the Khalil Mack, you know, that's cut and dry. You know, that was the salary cap issue. That was mostly the issue with that. You know, um, you know, that mostly, that's mostly what we could really do to, uh, to have a better outcome with our drafting. And then the other thing is, um, you know, uh, you know, I was watching the thing about Arden Key, you know. He could say whatever about the Raiders and Arden Key, but that face mask that he did against Dolphins, I think that was intentional. You know, he had a mentality like, no matter what happens with the team, you still have to show class. You know, you don't go out there and do these obnoxious things like that. Face mask that cost the game against the Broncos. I mean, nobody ever questions that. Why don't you ever, why? That was intentional, what that guy did. That was stupid. One of the stupid plays I've ever seen in my life. Um, you know, um, that's one thing that, uh, I noticed about him. And just like I said, you know, going back to the uh, drafting players, if we ever draft players, you know, you know, in the future, like if we ever get a quarterback, I'm not trying to start the Derek Carr train, but if we ever do draft a quarterback long term, I would like them, I would like them to draft a quarterback that plays in the winter and that knows how to play in cold weather games. Um, you know, one thing I've noticed about the NFL, most of the quarterbacks, can play in, in rainy weather, weather and then go play in, in December. Since we're always going to be playing, um, you know, Kansas City, and we're always going to be playing, um, you know, of course, Denver, you know, we're always going to go to cold-weather teams in the winter and the summer, and in the winter during peak times, during playoff push, you know. So I think eventually in the long term, this is not a pushback on Derek Carr. I just think we just need a, a quarterback that's like Derek Carr, but that can play in the winter and doesn't get frazzled, you know. Because, you know, realistically, guys like, you know, Carr and um, what's that guy's name? The guy from Los Angeles, can't even think of his name right now. Um, but the guy, he got traded to the Lions. You know, those guys, those guys didn't do well in the cold weather, you know. And I think we were better off drafting and, you know, um, you know, and I'm Jared Golf, that's his name. Cold weather quarterbacks. That's my, that's my, that's my thought. Maybe I'm wrong, but that, I think that'd be a good thing. You know, it won't hurt us down the line and that when we're at the end of the season when we need to go to the playoffs. All right, Q. Much love with all your success. Keep pushing. Thank you for the call, my man. Good stuff. And, yeah, you got to draft well. That's what it's all about, man. You've got to draft, and you've got to be able to develop, and you've got to hold on to your guys. you got to give them second and third contracts. That's how you're going to get a guy that's with the team long enough to be a Hall of Famer and, and be a, a member of your team. And there hasn't been a whole lot. It's been few and far in between, man. There's been very, very little uh, as far as really talented dudes drafted onto this team. And so uh, they're hoping to be able to change that. And the 2019 class looks pretty promising. You know, you got Max Crosby coming out of there. You got Josh Jacobs coming out of there. You got Trayvon Mullen. I mean, you got you've got some guys, but they've got a lot of work to do. And, of course, they got to have to bring home some Lombardis if, uh, you know, if they're going to be able to do that as well and talk about some Hall of Famers at some point. But, again, right now with those guys, it's not about the Hall of Fame. It's just about taking their game to the next level and finding a way to help this team 
make it to the playoffs. So thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. My final text of the show today and the final text of the week is going to come from Mexican Raider. He said, what's up, Q? Mexican Raider here. Been listening to the pod since 2018 and love the content you bring to Raider Nation. Also, can you give a shout out to my father, Raider Ruben? He passed away in March. His birthday is this Friday on the 13th. My dad is the reason I bleed silver and black. I appreciate you, Q. And much love and Raiders. That's from Mexican Raider and uh, his birthday, his pop's birthday is today. Raider Ruben, happy birthday. Uh, appreciate you, man. Definitely appreciate you sharing that with us. And, uh, you know, of course, we got your back. Raider Nation is one big family. So uh, from me and all of Raider Nation, we all want to wish your pops uh, a happy birthday. So Raider Ruben, uh, shout out to him. Even though he's no longer with us, we still want to show that love. So Mexican Raider, thank you so much for chiming in. And that's a great mic drop moment. That's the way to close out the show. So that's going to do it for me for today. It's going to do it for me for the rest of the week. We will be back here on Monday. We'll be talking about the game, the Seahawks game, uh, what happened, talk about the stadium, what it sounded like with fans there, and uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, good sound bites from from players that maybe I could be in the locker room and do some interviews with them. Who knows how it's all going to shake out, but I'm very excited for it. So until then, Raider Nation, appreciate you as always. Take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly as always, just win, baby.